Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is NFL Trend Zone. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson out in San Francisco and Jason Bowen, who is in my home state of South Dakota. Last week, we talked about the AFC playoff picture. We had planned to talk about both conferences, but AFC ate up all of our time. So bada bing, we're going to talk about the NFC playoff picture because it is robust and top heavy to an extent compared to the AFC, which is completely wide open because a lot of those AFC teams feel fraudulent in some respects. But the NFC is what we're going to do tonight, and we'll do that shortly. But first, per usual, we're going to talk about betonline.ag. BetOnline is back, and it's better than ever. It has a new web interface for the rest of the NBA season, and there are more props, odds, lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Use this promo code BLEAVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right on down to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Last week, we went over the bulk of the AFC playoff picture, and some of that played out over the weekend. Somehow, some way, the Patriots decided that they're right there with the Chiefs as the front runners of the AFC. And the only reason that I really put those two teams as front runners right now, <clears throat> they're not with fault, without fault, but the rest of the teams in the AFC just seem fraudulent or ready to be exposed from the Titans, Ravens, Bengals, Bills, Steelers, Colts, Raiders. They're all like, like I, they don't, they're not spooky. And so I think that the, the Belichickian win in the wind on Monday against the bills kind of said to a national primetime audience that the Patriots are back and they were only gone for a year. And then the, the chiefs continued to march uh, much to Jason's chagrin, who was in attendance against the Broncos. So uh, with that said, that's our setup for the NFC. And at the very top of the NFC, we're going to go through these teams one by one, probably down through maybe the Panthers, depending on how, how windy we get. Um, let's go with the Cardinals. West, 10 and 2. They're getting healthy. Uh, Kyler Murray was back. They didn't have a problem that much with the Bears defense. And they are looking like they're in the driver's seat to have the a first round buy. Um, but I want to know what your temperature is on them and their feasibility to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, uh, I think that they will more than likely uh, clinch home field. Um, the number, number one seed uh, in the conference. Um, the remaining schedule is, I wouldn't say easy, but it, um, they host the Rams. They're at the Lions. They host the Colts. They're at the Cowboys, and then they host the Seahawks. So um, they don't really have a bad road game where they're gonna uh, face inclement weather. Um, Seahawks are falling apart. Uh, the Lions are the Lions. Uh, so really, they have three. Uh, potentially tough games remaining on their schedule um, two and one over those two will pretty much lock up that uh, number one seed in my, my opinion um, in regards to lasting and getting to the Super Bowl. I, I think they have what it, what it takes. Um, they've obviously stayed afloat without, Kyler Murray without DeAndre Hopkins at 100% uh, for most of the season with him. Uh, that's that's a good sign uh, to be missing your best player and still be able to stay afloat um, amongst all the other teams. I, I, I think Arizona is the real deal this year, and um, it's going to be tough to knock them off, especially if they have home field advantage. Before we get off air, I'm going to ask you to pick an NFC team, but wait till we go through them so we don't have any spoilers. It sounds like you're relatively high on the Cardinals, though. So 
or at least you're not out on them. Jason, tell me about your view of Arizona. I think that the, yeah, I very much the real deal uh, to Wes's point. I, I think, uh, you know, they weathered the storm nicely without, without Murray. Um, they, uh, you know, D hop, I'm not sure how, how many games has he missed this year? They both after the Packer game, I believe they both took a month off. Wow. So it's just still, and I looked at the record just now and I, I, 10 and two. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this year, probably the best, I mean, record wise, the best team in football, but then, you know, and this is going to kind of touch on some of the other NFC teams here. um, But that division I was convinced was going to be one of the hardest in the, in football this year. Um, And it just does not appear to be such Uh, the, 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 the Seahawks are certainly, you know, well, we know what they are and, what they're not. And, and the, the Niners seem to be, seem to still be follow me. Um, so I don't know if it's just, it's almost as if they're running through, they, they, they kind of got to where they are by a lax schedule. Mm-hmm. If you're throwing in their division games, who would have thunk it? God saying that, but I got you <laughs> slapped three months yeah. ago. Oh yeah. Like no, nobody foresaw that the, bad version of Seattle would actually be bad. Usually a bad version of Russell Wilson Seahawks is eight and eight. And we've never even seen that. And then the Niners are good. They beat the pants off the Vikings and Wes and I were there and not beat the pants off, but took care of business. So I, I think the Niners are still a good football team, but then you have the Rams who are the Jekyll and Hyde that, you know, they get an Olympic team, like the 92 basketball one, and then they just face plant for two, <laughs> two weeks or whatever. It was. So, yeah. so you're, you think Arizona is a contender for real, right? I, I do. I do. Yeah. I think on both sides of the ball and I like what, um, yeah, it's, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I really like what Vance Joseph has done over there on the defensive side of the ball. That's okay that you say that I'm telling you, my dude, that some, a lot of coaches are just really good coordinators, you know, and some of them, yeah. you know, so, but, but the, here's the problem with that though, with, with that <laughs> statement, that's true. But Vance Joseph wasn't a good D coordinator before he took the Broncos job either. He was doing that deal up in Cincinnati and they had like the 27th ranked defense. So I did, it was a mystery to me why they, they got that guy, but now he's back in the defensive, you know, realm and, and doing really quite well there. And, and um, yeah, I, I, I think that they're definitely very much the real deal, but it would not surprise me though, if the Rams could, could easily beat them either. Yeah. Right. I'll, I'll get right. to my Rams piece pretty soon, but um, so my general thought on the Cardinals is I'm impressed. And I do think that they will be there in the NFC championship and it won't surprise me if they get there to February. But I also feel like a, a bills vibe that <clears throat> Who's to say they're going to get there and then just know what to do when they're there? None of them outside of J.J. Watt have been there, and he won't even be around, we don't think, unless he's back miraculously. So I, they don't have any on-the-job experience in the most important situations. They look great right now. They've looked pretty good without Kyler Murray. Now he's back, and uh, he could, may or may not win MVP if the voters are sympathetic to him missing three or four games. So I, I definitely believe they're good, but it's kind of like I talked about with Joe Burrow last week that uh, I, I need to see it first. And I, there's certainly precedent for dudes to break through like this without, you know, cutting their teeth in the playoffs. But um, usually when I'm making predictions, I go with who's been there before, whether that's the Packers or the Rams, certainly the Bucks. Um, so the Cardinals, they're, they're not they're not all sizzle or not all flash, but I, I would put gambling money on one of those other teams to beat them in a winner takes all situation. And I'll probably regret saying all that because they're just going <laughs> to steamroll through everything. But uh, that's that's where I'm at. So that brings us to the Packers. And after they got their asses beat in week one, they've looked wonderful. The only games they've lost were with Jordan Love against the Chiefs and then at the Minnesota Vikings, which was just delicious. But they, I don't know, I, I, I wish I could look at them through a very objective lens, but I can't because I just cannot stand anything to do with them. Um, I'm, I'm convinced that 
they're going to lose the NFC championship for the fifth straight time. They've already done it four <laughs> straight times and no, nobody brings it up because it makes Rogers look bad. And we can't have that. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, I think we're going to be right where we're at, where whether it's those Cardinals, the Rams, somebody's going to get the best of them and Rogers going to sulk. And then we're going to be, is he, or isn't he, we're going to do that again. Um, but they're they're they, They've done all of this nine and three voodoo with a bunch of injuries. You can talk about your favorite team, anybody's favorite team, about, oh, yeah, so-and-so's injured, but the Packers have really weathered injuries marvelously. So they'll be there towards late January. We'll see what happens. But I wouldn't pick them to get to the Super Bowl, but a lot of that's just my unconscious bias. Jason, the Packers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I remember back back when the season started, when I – predicted that this Rogers was completely checked out. It's not the same. It won't, it won't be their year. And God, I couldn't have been more wrong. Rogers is just, you know, he like, like you said, he, I mean, you nailed it there, every year, every single year, top five power rankings because of him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just like, it's, it's really quite impressive, but you know, they most likely will lose, but then who's going to beat them though? The aforementioned Cardinals then. <laughs> The the way the MVP voting should go, if you give uh, Murray a mulligan and you still consider him MVP, it should go like a tie between Brady and Murray right now, and then Rodgers should be right there. That's how how good he's been since week one. Brady all the way. No, you can't <laughs> give it to anybody else. What a what a oh man, <laughs> just too good. All right, Wes, what about Green Bay? Yeah, um, they have a good team. They will have uh three players returning from injured reserve here uh three high level contributors Jair Alexander uh David Bakhtiari I uh, don't know forget who the third is but uh all of them should be returning here uh to help solidify their roster I think it was Zedarius yes <laughs> there you go Zedarius uh, but but they have been kissed by cousins. Oh yeah, that's right. No team that has lost to Kirk Cousins, a Kirk Cousins led team has ever gone on to play in the Super Bowl that same year. So what? they are not a contender because of the cousins kiss. Yes. Yeah, cousins <laughs> just snatches the heart right out of teams. <laughs> yeah, that's I always forget about that one. I, it should be at the forefront of my brain. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it seems like we're all impressed by the Packers, but I, I've just delightfully watched them lose too many times in the playoffs when it matters that it's just like the Cardinals. I got to believe it when I see it and they're capable, but uh, they're not going to have home field and or they, they might have home field. Um, but that brings us to Tampa Bay. And the only thing I have against Tampa Bay is that teams don't repeat anymore. Like Brady was the last one to do it. And that was in 2003 and 2004 uh, regular seasons, I should say. And uh, I, I can't bet against them. They've, they've probably got the most talented roster pound for pound. Uh, I, they'll be there. And I, I don't know. I, I, I put a lot of weird stock in teams, not repeating or even getting back to the Super Bowl back to back as of late uh, West Buccaneers. Um, I, th- I think they have a really good shot. Um, the high power offense led by Brady, um, who we are propping up for, uh, MVP of the league. Uh, their defense is starting to get healthy. Uh, Richard Sherman should be back this week. Um, they host the bills, host the saints play at the Panthers at the jets, then host the Buccaneers. So, I mean, the Saints game is is never one to overlook uh, for them, but the Panthers, Jets, and Panthers to end the year is just <laughs> absurd. Comical. Comical. Yeah, yeah, they should get home field. Yeah, they they definitely have uh, a good shot. I mean, what four and one over the those last five? Um, uh, I know we talked about the Bills last week, but. In my mind, this is a must-win game for the Bills. Desperation. Um, yeah, they fall. If you if you guys go and the listeners go tinker around with the ESPN playoff machine, it's always fun this time of year. 
if they lose and the NFL is somewhat normal on Sunday and there's not just whirlwind of upsets, um, then they would be on the outside looking in for a little bit. And I can't, it's hard to believe. I mean, and, <clears throat> and knowing full well that they have to go to new England. still, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're, it, they're, They were done after last week. I, I, I honestly don't think that they get, they get in. That's, but that is so remarkable because they coronated themselves mm-hmm. the the new kings of the AFC East. Everybody, their their brash fan base. Um, I think they just believed in it, and I mean, why wouldn't they? Brady was yeah. gone, and yep. it, it it's so weird that we spent a lot of last year, a lot of the off season, thinking to ourselves, "Well, daggummit, it was Brady all along," and poor Belichick's only seven and nine. Well, you give him a year to adapt and to get his players back. And all of a sudden they're roaring back and there's a reasonable possibility that they get to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. And then we're like, we're back to square one on whether it was Brady or Belichick. And then we're just going to realize it was both. In pure and pure vintage Belichick fashion too. Has his quarterback throw it three times. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a thing of beauty to watch that game because it was so weird. The punts, the punts in the first quarter were hilarious and then just like I was with the Vikings and the fan base that I interact with every day, they get so mad about running the football because they're convinced the Vikings need to throw it every down like the rest of the NFL does. So to watch Belichick just do it every single play, especially that sequence where they snuck it on third and five and then they snuck it again on fourth down. <laughs> Like yeah. two, two sneaks on third and five and they couldn't stop it. And this Mac Jones is not some brothless burger, like body or anything like that. Like uh, I'm in, I'm in Mac Jones's shape. Yeah. He knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, we're going to beat him this way. And there's nothing that they can do about it. There was a game, Jason, that I can't remember if the Broncos were out of it or Broncos had a buy, but we were at your place. I think it was the 2014 playoffs where the Patriots played either wildcard round or divisional round, and they did the same thing. They they decided that game they were going to run the ball, and they had like five rushing touchdowns, and that was, that was with Brady on the roster, and they, and they ran and ran and ran, and and then the next week they just threw and threw and threw. <laughs> so it, it, it's like he 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 finds what to ma- expose and manipulate on the <laughs> opposing game plan, and then just, just like push pushing a bruise, just like yeah. <laughs> it's well, great. Sometimes sometimes he goes right after their strengths too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what Buffalo Buffalo was supposed to be good against the run, <laughs> run, and then he just yeah. goes right after and humiliates them. And oh, there wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't one time when Mac Jones took the ball that he was going to hand it off that I was like, for Christ's sake, can we do something else? I was just like, well, of course, this is beautiful. And just yeah. like four yards here, three yards, seven yards, two yards, eight yards. And everybody in any reasonable vicinity knew they were going to run the ball, but they couldn't do anything about it. I know. And then that's what they've always said too. You know, I mean, if the team can do that, that nothing takes the heart out of the opposing team more than that. Right. And, and, and Bill knew that we're going to snatch these He's going to snatch this, these teams heart. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, and then to watch like Josh Allen, like one of the, like Ben Baldwin brought this up on Twitter so that one of like the the draft perks about Josh Allen is that he can throw through the wind in Buffalo, and uh, that was supposed to be one of the selling points. They're just kind of ironic that you know they they got this guy to get to down <laughs> Belichick, and then they get just embroiled in this uh, windy game, and lo and behold, Belichick comes out on top. And then they yep. get it, and then with Belichick with Belichick still living rent free in their heads, <laughs> they have to now go play Brady. Oh my yeah. God! They're done. <laughs> they are done. They uh, did you hear the interview with Belichick? I think it was the morning after when they said, "Like, how, how Bill? How you feeling?" It was late night for you, and he said, "I'm feeling kind of run down." <laughs> <laughs> of course, he said that. Yeah, and so I, all of this stuff is like pre-selected cerebral stuff that he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. It's awesome. <laughs> 
So what was I think you, Jason, were on the Bucks. What what about them? Oh yeah, I mean you know everything. I I had the you know watching Tom Brady still do what he does is is just like we were just talking about Belichick being so glorious to watch. But Brady's the same way. It's just really masterful what he's able to 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 dissect and and uh, yeah they they they'll be there for sure. Yeah. On the next is the one that I am most lukewarm on of the the contenders. It's the Cowboys, and uh, I think that I think most of this is rooted in the Broncos blanking them at home three or four weeks ago. It really made me question if they have the fortitude to hang with the three teams we just talked about. Uh, Mike McCarthy. I mean, just ho hum for me. I've never been like, ooh, boy, going up against McCarthy. And we just got done talking about Belichick. I never feel that way about McCarthy. Prescott is right. Like, there's that elite crust of Brady, Wilson, Mahomes, Rodgers, um, Watson when he's not doing weird things. Uh, and then there is the the Staffords, the Prescotts, or excuse me, the Staffords, Cousins, Cars. And it feels like Dak is right in the middle. Like, he's not quite elite where that if it's the fourth quarter, he gets the ball back. It's done deal. Like, you know, with Rogers and Mahomes. And then when you're watching cousins and Stafford, you kind of wait and say, all right, well, is he going to be able to pull this one off? It feels like Prescott's right in the middle there. And I don't know if they have a good enough team overall with the defense, even though it's a lot better to deserve to be better than the Cardinals Packers and bucks for the purpose of this conversation. So I think that they have, division round exit written all over them. Jason, tell me if I'm wrong. Well, and I don't necessarily know that I want to use that Broncos game as an outlier um, because they went on to lose what three of four after that Broncos game. Cause they had only lost once up oh. until that Broncos game. And then they lost. Yeah. Three out of four, I believe, including Denver, of course, but uh, well, they definitely got the the stars, the the talent to to be successful. Um, they just haven't. They've had that talent now for a couple of years, though, and they haven't been able to push it to the next level. I don't know what makes this year any different than the years past. I guess um, you know, but we'll see. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they got into the playoffs and you know won it. I don't know. Semifinals, maybe. I could see them winning one playoff game. Yeah. But, yeah. but against the teams that you just mentioned, too, against your Buccaneers. And I think they could maybe even potentially beat the Cardinals, actually. Um, but I don't think they could beat the Bucs. I do not think that they could beat the Packers, depending on where that game is played. Yeah, the way it's going now would be in Green Bay, unless yeah. Green Bay has a weird little collapse. All right, so we kind of are on the same page for the Cowboys. What about you, Wesley? Yeah, I, I think that they could probably pull off one like upset win, but I, I don't think they necessarily have what it takes to push all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, their defense definitely has improved. Uh, Micah Parsons is an absolute beast. Um but I, I just don't know if they can put together that'd be what a three game stretch to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, that might be a little too much to ask for. I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm, I, I agree that they can pull out a win in the first round, but then I start to ask myself, they're the fourth seed. So. <laughs> They're going to be playing the Rams and either the Rams go there or they go to the Rams. And if something happens where the Bucks have a little bit of a tailing off, then they're going to the Bucks. So I would love to subscribe to the theory that, yeah, they can, they can, they can win, but they're going to be matched up in all likelihood with the fifth seed. So you either hope that the 49ers or Washington football team creep up and grab that. And then they certainly can beat one of those, but I don't know. It feels like it's going to be Cowboys Rams because of how there's a two game drop off between the fifth and the sixth seed. So that's why all these wannabe yeah. teams like the Vikings Panthers and whatever they're striving for that because they're, they're not going to get to the, the, the stratosphere of the fifth seed because the Rams are eight and four. Right. 
So if you want the Cowboys to win a game, in all likelihood, it's going to be against the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, as a, a Vikings fan, I, I want them to finish the year strong because uh, they play Washington twice. They play <laughs> Eagles. Uh, those are all critical games for the Vikings if they have any interest in making the playoffs. All right. So before we get to the next team, I, I found it in the downtime. Jason, the game with the Patriots, I think it was fresh off or right before the deflate gate thing. It was uh, and this made, this might've been the deflate gate game, um, January 11th, 2014. So the 2013 season, uh, Brady had was 13 for 25, 198 yards. And then let's see here. LeGarrette Blount had 166 yards rushing and four touchdowns. Steven Ridley had 52 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So they had six rushing touchdowns against Andrew Luck's Colts. And that was just because. That was like, you know, he saw something and was like, we're going to run it. And they just, they did that. That was the, let's see, I think that was the year. That, that was the deflate gate game. That was, uh, that yeah. was the game. Yeah, mm. it was. And then did they, because I'm sure that game? had something to do with why they got, just killed the Colts. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> deflated footballs. I mean, and then the following or the next week, they lost to the Broncos. Going to interrupt for just a second to talk about Lightbox. Uh, say goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the best, brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue as well as the classic white light box lab grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off price so they won't have to they really do make an outfit sparkle visit lightboxjewelry.com to add your sparkle to your holiday shopping that's lightboxjewelry.com lightbox diamonds never a dull moment that was in the nf afc championship which i'm sure we watched together as well yeah that was uh that, well, that was, was that the year that Manning had the Brit? Uh, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they played them both uh, Super Bowl years, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they, to, yeah, to get there. Yeah. Yep. So this is okay. the, this was the precursor to them getting waxed by the Seahawks. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yep. Yep. So yep. they, uh, looks like in that AFC championship, Tammy scored and Demarius scored. And then mm-hmm. they were up 23 to three and the Patriots tried to come back. And they scored 13 more points, made it 26-16. So, yeah, that was – yeah, so they, he has a history of doing this just because. Like, yeah, well, we're just going <laughs> to do this. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, the next team on our docket is Los Angeles Rams. And I don't know if I'm being stubborn or uh, if I'm convinced that this is the most complete team. So I'm sticking with them as my NFC team. I picked them in the preseason. I picked the uh, – Chiefs over the Rams. And the reason I'm sticking with the Rams is because in to, to win a Super Bowl or to just get there, you have to have a good offensive line. You have to have a good defense and then a clutch quarterback and you got to be able to run the ball. And I think the Rams can do all of those. And I think that this bullshit that's happened after they, they got Von Miller and Odell and they looked like you know juveniles for a game or two. I think that helped them that that happened in November because they can grow through it. Whatever it was, just didn't get along right away or were complacent. It's very mighty that that happened seven to eight weeks before the playoffs. So I have faith in them to come together. And I think Stafford is good enough to get to a Super Bowl. And I, I trust their defense and their playmakers once they get on the same page to go toe to toe with any of these teams. And now they're going to have to probably go on the road to do it, but I'm sticking with them because of the credo that says they've been there. You know, they played that uh, defensive bout with the Patriots in the Super Bowl three years ago now. So I like the Rams to get out of the NFC because I like their roster. Jason, I don't expect you to agree with that, but what's your take on the Rams? Well, yeah, it's hard not to like the Rams roster. I mean, they are stacked on both sides of the ball. I mean, so many electric players. Uh, you add Vaughn Miller into there um, with an already, you know, you got Donald and, and Ramsey. People could argue those are the two, definitely top four 
electric defensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Vaughn's a little bit older, but he's still got a lot left, I think. And, uh, you know, they were talented and they had a stacked roster before the addition of OBJ and, and, mm-hmm. and Vaughn. So, and, and just to add on to what you already said, I do like that roster Stafford when he looks good, he looks brilliant. Um, and I have to believe that, that the coaching there too can and will prevail you know, when the chips are down, I, I mean, I, I believe that Sean McVay is a great coach, a good motivator. Um, and, uh, and I think that will also, you know, be, um, a deciding factor in them getting all the way. They're going to have to go on the road. Is that okay with you? Oh yeah. I don't think it would. Well, unless they got to go to green Bay or any of those other. Stafford knows that place. Yeah, or any of those other cold. Well, that's true. That's true. But he's not uh, very good there. But he knows the no. place. The His team isn't very good. Environments, colder weather environments might might be a hindrance to him. But then again, it may not. You know? Yeah. All right, Wes. So that's a lot of uh, optimistic talk about the Rams. You going to bring us back to earth? Yep. Good. Let's hear it. I Jay. am out on the Rams. <laughs> um, much like we saw um, Monday night with the bills um you're gonna have to run the ball during playoffs uh during uh playoff football um i don't see that happening with daryl henderson and sonny michelle um at least to the level and the degree that will be needed um i think that will be the achilles heel for this team um they're gonna want to pass the ball they have all the aforementioned weapons uh, and skill players. Um, and I, I think that will wind up being a hindrance, maybe not in the first round, uh, but probably in the second or, or the, the third round of the playoffs that they get there. Um, they still have a chance to change my mind, but um, a lot will have to happen over the course of their final games. Um, they go to Arizona this weekend, which will be a huge game for them. It'll probably be their second round landing spot if they are uh, to make it. Um, then they host the Seahawks. They uh, go to the Ra- go to the Vikings, go to the Ravens, host the 49ers to end up the season. Um so yeah, that that is my soapbox that I'm going to stand on, and um, you know may, maybe they prove me wrong, but from what I've seen the last few games, Daryl Henderson's starting to wear down. Mm-hmm. Um, they ran Sony Michelle pretty heavy uh, last Sunday, um, which seemed to work for them. But you know we'll have to see what they have going forward. That was a, a Jaguars team that's not terribly good so <laughs> do you remember the last time that the cardinals played the rams uh i do not we were eating Devani's pizza and we were watching That's the rams right. get their ass beat in the first half and that was so shocking at the time because the cardinals weren't supposed to be that good yet and now some two months later we're going into that game expecting the cardinals to take care of business it's just it's weird how how fast yeah. that that can go? Because I remember being in Marvel at that TV that was right above the booth. Right, I was like, God, these Rams are they <laughs> fake or are the Cardinals that good? And then I'll, I think we've kind of learned since uh, early October that you know the Cardinals look pretty damn good. Yeah. All right. So those are the the big big teams, and now we've got the, the little guys that are just going to make things interesting. And that starts with Washington, who out of nowhere has shown up to be six and six. They like lose their best players and then they get good. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know too much about them other than watching the highlights and then looking at statistics like my weird ass does. Um, Taylor Heineke is like a a spark plug, rah-rah, like a good quarterback. It's not going deep into the playoffs, but they can kind of make things interesting like they did last year. But it's very weird that they lost Chase Young and then got really good. Yeah, uh, I'm thoroughly convinced they're a one and done. And it looks like the way things are shaping up, if they even get to the playoffs, that it would have to be against the Bucks or Packers. Um, but the, the, if I'm not mistaken, their remaining schedule is against all division teams. So those games yep. are assured to be wacky. 
don't you tell us about Washington and Wes? Yeah, uh, you are correct. All of them are against divisional opponents, two against the Cowboys, two against the Eagles, and they finish out the season uh, at the Giants. Um, I'm guessing they'll probably split with the Eagles. Um, maybe Dallas takes care of business in both games, and then they probably um, take care of the Giants at the end of the season. I don't know if that's good enough to to keep them in the playoff hunt. Um, I am hopeful that it does not, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, we shall see. I don't think that they would make too much noise. Um, just looking at their schedule, I, I assume that would put them probably in the seventh seed if they were to make the playoffs. Uh, that would mean going to uh, Green Bay or Tampa Bay. And um, I know they gave Tampa a run for it last year, but I just don't see it this year. And they beat them this year, too. Yeah. yeah. Weird. Uh, so yeah, well said there. I agree with that. Jason, what do you got on Washington? Yeah. You know, I, I am just as perplexed as, as you are on this team. Um, I know Denver beat them barely. Um, and that's actually looking like a good victory for Denver now. Uh, you know, but you, you mentioned they, they beat the bucks this year. They, they somehow, um, win games. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, all, that's tough finishing out the game with five straight division games, <laughs> um, you know, and, but there's a lot of teams that are kind of in a similar boat this year. Uh, I know the AFC West is similar to that. And uh, so I don't know, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. It, it's, it wouldn't shock me if they beat Dallas uh, and Philly, uh, but it also wouldn't shock me if they lost to New York. So it's just, you know, one of those divisional things that, you know, I don't, I'm not even going to attempt to predict it. I, I don't know. They're in a good spot. I mean, they control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. So the, let's see, they try and look at, is it five games left? One, two, three, four. Yeah. And it's all, it's Cowboys, Eagles, Cowboys, Eagles, Giants. <laughs> yeah. So that, what is that? Is there two wins in there? Is there three wins? There's probably, if they're good, there's three wins. Right. And so that's three and two. And again, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because of my Vikings bias, but that means it reaffirms that the Vikings probably have to go four and one in these final five to get in the dance. Otherwise, they have to hope for Washington to be two and three, which also isn't unheard of. But all right, let's Washington do can very, but Washington can very well go down that stretch and only come out with one win. Yeah. Too. Yeah, that's how well, that's that's what they would have done at the beginning of the season, but they just all of a sudden decided that they're going to be coached a little bit better, and it's, it's odd. Uh, the next team, San Francisco 49ers, who from week to week appear to be very formidable, doing the right things, running the football, playing defense, and then they'll have weird things that occur, and you start to look, I'm sure they look in the mirror and say, you know, Really, we lost the Seahawks, who aren't very good. Um, they also lost. Looks looks like all of their losses are challenging teams: Packers, Seahawks, back then Cardinals, Colts, Cardinals. So yeah, they they aren't beating good teams aside from the Rams. Um, so it's it's tricky. They they're not beating the good teams and then they're taking care of business against the, the not good and the mediocre ones. But I don't, know, I think it's because we saw them in the Super Bowl two years ago. We, we keep this glimmer of hope that there's a very well-run team in there somewhere, but that somewhere right now is six and six and probably good enough to get in and play spoiler in the playoffs. If there is such a thing, uh, cause they're another team that would travel to one of those monsters if they, if they get in because the Cardinals have all but wrapped up that division. So the Niners, Jason, do you think that they could get good, good and make some noise and win a playoff game? Yeah, I, I would, I'm kind of in the boat that, you know, w- I'm not sure exactly what's going on there with them. I mean, I know that they've dealt with some injuries this year. Kittle going out um, for a number of weeks certainly hurt. I don't know how injured they have been on the defensive side of the ball, but I think to add to what you said, um, you know, you get that Super Bowl is just a few years back and then you got to think, and, and people give, and I don't know, and I find myself included in this group, giving Kyle Shanahan 
the benefit of the doubt when yeah. it comes to literally everything, you know, we get, cause I got to hear it too, as a Denver fan, you know, Oh, the biggest mistake that we made is we chose Vance Joseph over Kyle Shanahan, but then you stack up the numbers uh, and the win losses and the, the, the statistics of them compared to us, it's no different. Uh, they had the Super Bowl year, but you know, uh, aside from that, it, the the Niners' record under Shanahan does not point to the to him being a good coach. Mm-mm. It just doesn't. Nope, he's lucky. Like, th- he's- there's even rumblings of him potentially being fired. <laughs> That's what we want because we want him to go to the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, we're we're riding that baby hard. Um, yeah, I. That's yeah. They. It's kind of cheap to say. Well, if you take that Super Bowl out, they're all. I mean, they deserve to get there. That team was very good and should have yeah, won that. Should have won very the much. damn thing. Yep. Mahomes should be Super Bowlist. Uh, so I. I don't like to do that. It's just weird that one year is what gave him coattails that were long as f. And everybody, the media, me included, and I, I want him to coach the Vikings. Uh, we just were mesmerized by the creativity that he does. And, and even, even though he's a young offensive mind, he still runs the ball a lot. And so he gets away with a lot of stuff that others might not with the, the leash and whatnot. So, yeah, Wes, I've said it, what, a dozen times in the show. You live out there. Tell me about the Niners. Yeah, uh, the Niners, they, they've been dealing with a rash of injuries throughout the season. Uh, Debo Samuel is now out. Um, I think they're looking at putting out their fifth string running back for this week. Um, yeah, I I don't know what to expect from them. Um, I don't think that they can get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think that they can play spoiler in one round if they are to make it. Um they go to Cincinnati this week, uh, host Tough the game. Falcons. Yeah. Go to the Titans, host the Texans, go to the Rams. So they have three really tough road games to finish out the year. Um, I, I see maybe three and two over that stretch, uh, which probably will put them in the playoffs. But um, then, you know, we're, we're talking Green Bay or Tampa Bay again and, uh, I just don't know if uh, one they're healthy enough, and two they'll be able to to put together uh, enough of a game plan to overcome one of those two teams. However, uh, they're right now they're in the seventh seed, and the Packers are in the two seed. And you know what happens when the Niners play the Packers in the playoffs? <laughs> Out. What we would do is hear a week long lead up about how Rodgers wants to stick it to the team that didn't draft him. And then the team that didn't draft it sticks it to them in the playoffs. I've seen it about, <laughs> well, probably about five times in regular season altogether. But I think there are, is it two or three straight nine? I think definitely two with Kaepernick and stuff. Niners wins over the Packers when the Packers were kind of the hottest thing going. So yeah. uh, I, I, I think they always show, they always show the, uh, the clips of them sitting in the draft. Room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's some huge motivation for him and then he never beats them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, but yeah, that's a team. If we're going to do the proverbial, nobody wants to see them. That's the team I circle. I know most of that has to do with the fact they have a Super Bowl backbone or at least getting to one. But if, if you were on wild card, Saturday, wild card weekend, wild card Sunday, and you're looking at Niners versus Bucks or Niners versus Packers, you're going to be interested in that game. It's not going to feel like Washington at Green right. Bay, which would be a walkover. Uh, San Francisco will keep it interesting. Uh, yeah. A half game back in the eighth seed is the upstart Eagles, who won with Gardner, Gardner Minshew and how they were winning with Hertz, who's uh, maturing into a, a fine young quarterback. And lo and behold, they are knocking on the door. And by the time we chat next week, they could be depending on if one of these teams loses, they could be in the six or seven team themselves. And I don't know what to make of them. They certainly aren't going to contend for Super Bowl, but they are flirtatious enough to sneak in if Washington tumbles, especially because they can control that fate and beat Washington and be the team that seizes that six or seventh seed. So they finally started running the football, which I don't know why they didn't figure out that, you know, you still have to do that. Like as much as we, we, we love the analytics of throw, 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 you do have to run the football to keep teams guessing. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm 
intrigued by them because the quarterback's getting good. It looks like the rest of the roster is, is pretty decent. So Wes, did the Eagles make it in? I liked the Eagles maybe two or three weeks ago. I, I thought they could be a, a sleeping giant come playoff time. Um, then they went and played the Giants in New York and just laid out right stinker. Um, Jalen Hurts was injured in that game. Um, I think he rolled his ankle. Uh, that's why he didn't play last week against the Jets. Um, I, I just don't know what to make of them. They are 0-2 in their division. Um, they also have uh, only divisional games remaining, two against Washington. Um, I, I almost want to say, you know, either Washington or the Eagles will more than likely make the playoffs. Um, but I could see a scenario where, you know, they just beat each other up and neither makes the, the playoffs as well. So I, I don't know what to really make of the Eagles at this point. I think they have a, uh, a defense that could keep them in games in the playoffs and running the ball is obvious obviously a premium in the playoffs as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I don't know what to make of the Eagles at this point. That's fair. Jason, do you have a better, better vision of them? Or are you right there with us? So they're weird. Yeah, I'm right there with, with what Wes just said. I, I kind of, I, I look at them and I see the exact same thing I see with the, the with Washington. I, mm-hmm. I can't tell. I don't know. They play again. They played Denver and they played Denver. Well, um, the team I saw go against my team and my team has actually been in the midst of some pretty good football recently with the exception of uh, Kansas city, but even that was a hard fought game. Um, I liked what Hertz did against us. Uh, I thought that they looked like a pretty competent football, uh, pretty competent team on both sides of the ball. And I, I wouldn't chalk a whole lot of, uh, you know, credo up to the, to that Giants loss because again, that's a divisional game and the Giants are a talented roster. Um, they're not as bad as what the record indicates. I don't think. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they make it, it would not surprise me if they don't. Um, and that, that's just my generic opinion for so many teams this year. They, I like what Wes said about Washington and them beating up on each other because I truly don't know who's better. I'd like to say Washington's better coach just because I know Ron Rivera more than Nick Sirianni. But it's like they'll probably split those games and then it all depends on what Washington does against Dallas and which Dallas team shows up. So it's just to me, those when I think of Eagles versus Washington or Washington versus Cowboys, I'm always like, oh, bleh. Like those games, like unless they're the only thing on Monday night, those games to me just they never do anything for me. It's probably my anti NFC, other than the Vikings bias. But sure as sure as f, they're they're all playing each other in like this little round robin to finish out the season. <laughs> we'll figure out the, how good the Cowboys are. All right, so we're gonna spend the the last what five five to ten minutes on the Vikings because we do have the Vikings bias up in here, and they play tomorrow night, or if you're listening this on Thursday tonight against the Steelers, they lost in gruesome fashion to the winless lions, which for most of the fan base said, we're out. We are, we're going to get a new head coach here soon and we'll figure out what we're going to do with cousins or if we're going to rebuild. And that was was a conversation. So the Vikings, they need, if they win four out of five games, and that means they probably would lose to green Bay, uh, then the Vikings would reach the postseason. And ordinarily, I would tell myself, yeah, they can do that. But the Vikings make the same mistakes each week. It's that they play pretty decent football, except for the last two minutes of the first half and the last two minutes of the second half. And that is the worst time to be shitty. And that's what's really plagued them. Um, we'll know more about the Vikings tomorrow night if they can smack the Steelers in the mouth. But they haven't played any games that were like blowouts on either side of the equation at all. Every single game has been one score outside of when they beat the Seahawks by 13. So they've been the Chargers. They've been the Phillip Rivers Chargers where every game comes down to the wire and you cross your fingers and hope that Cousins is good enough and the defense stands up. So 
I do not think the Vikings will reach the postseason, mainly because they screwed their chances by losing to the Lions. They would be in the driver's seat right now if they had just made Goff go incomplete on the last play of the game, but they could not do that. Um, That sounds unusually pessimistic, but that's what happens when you lose two consecutive games in a crowded playoff field. You go to the bottom and you have fans that say, I just don't see it. And that's where I'm at. Uh, Jason, I'll give you the first word on the Vikings. They, they need to win four out of five, or if they win three out of five, then they're going to need all kinds of help from Washington totally collapsing. What are they now? Five and six? Five and seven. Five and seven. Five and seven. Yeah, I think that they can still very much get in. I, my thoughts on them have not changed really, even with the loss to the, the, the Lions. People have to understand and remember that the Lions, how many close games have they lost this year? They, they, there's, there's probably five games on that uh, pre-schedule that um, people could say that they actually should have won. Uh, so I don't think the Lions, and I've been saying this all year, the Lions are not that bad of a team, um, in spite their record. I think uh, Minnesota's, they're getting some players back too, ain't they? Any Patrick yep. Peterson, um, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks. Yeah. So their defense is getting healthier. Yeah, yeah, that which is huge. Those are three three guys that you're going to love to see back. Now, Cook, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's kind of good seeing him questionable and still day to day with a good opportunity that he may go. Um, and having him out couldn't have done him any favors either. Uh, you know, I, I still like what Cousins does. I am not a. I, you know, I understand the burn it all down phase because I mean, after all, I am a Denver fan for Christ's sakes. <laughs> but um, I think that they still have the roster and they have what it takes to 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 get in. And I think that they can win four out of five. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Wes, you need to be the decider here because I would love to believe that and then make these playoffs super fun for our wild card weekend. Um, and I would I would have thought that that was possible even this time last week, but each time. When they collapse, I, I lose a little bit of my Zimmer soul, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, these people that were against him coming to this year, they were right. Yeah, I, uh, I, for what it's worth, I think the Vikings win um, tomorrow night or tonight, um, depending on when you're listening. They better the, win. We, we need against the Steelers. The Steelers. Yeah, this is uh, uh, the de facto Lions Bowl. Uh, neither of these teams beat the Lions this year. Both of them played the Lions this year. Um, the Steelers wound up in a tie, and the Vikings obviously lost last week. Um, the Lions' loss was uh, soul crushing for this team. Uh, I believe that the Vikings tried to sneak a victory um, by having both Barr and Kendricks out. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lions just, you know, they game planned well. They they beat Minnesota over the middle with, um, you know, TJ Hawkinson and did enough to, to stay in the game um, and ultimately pull it off. Um, I, I want to say that the Vikings will be able to make it to the playoffs, but their remaining schedule isn't easy either. Not for they, them. Cause it's not Chicago. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they go to Chicago after the Steelers, which is never an easy game. I know from experience, I went <laughs> to probably seven or eight straight games in Chicago at soldier field. And I think I have one victory to, to claim <laughs> in all those trips. Uh, then they host the Rams, they go to the Packers, and then they host the Bears to finish out the season. Um, it's going to be extremely tough. Uh, it's going to take seeing something from this team that we have yet to see. Defense. Um, defense. Uh, Closing out a game. Continuity and coaching staff. I, I just, It's just, it's bad right now. And if they make the playoffs, then, you know, maybe they – figured out their Rubik's cube and great, then they can potentially make some noise. They have the talent to do so, but um, for whatever reason, it's just not being put together on the field every Sunday. So you changed, you changed your mind. You think they're going to win tomorrow? I I think they'll win tomorrow. It's one of those games where they'll go out and embarrass themselves against the Lions, and they'll come back on, 
a short week and kick the shit out of the Steelers. It's but, just it's something that's going to happen. I, I can find it in so. my book. But you had the Steelers to me, 23-20, I thought. I, I might have. I, I don't remember what I said. No, I, I wanted to know maybe if, if Kendricks and Barr motivated you or something. Um, no, the, the more I thought about it, you know, it, it this is the type of game where, you know, they – embarrass themselves and they turn right around and and bring it back in like hey everybody yeah. believe again we are yeah. good we oh are and that'll good. be me oh that'll be me driving yeah. home tomorrow night at, at this time i'll be like you know what they're gonna find a way baby <laughs> yeah yeah we're not really too bad yeah. got a couple things like because i have good things have going four hours my wife and i chat for four hours so i'll be driving back to sioux falls south dakota you know, after the Vikings just won twenty-seven to ten, I'll be like, you know what? I was too, I was too critical. Of this team, like they're <laughs> yeah. they can they can win the next four. I hope they just beat the shit out of the Steelers, though. I really do. Yeah. Um, and for what it's worth, too, they they do have a a mini buy uh, planned yeah. Thursday, and then their next game is Monday night against the Bears. So that'll help. I think that's what also aided. Um, the Lions as well. Good opportunity to get to seven, get back to uh, five hundred for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. real, and and but here's here's another thing I want to mention though. So you guys, every team finishes up with their divisional games from the sounds of it. The NFC yeah. North, you just rattled off the Bears, the Packers, the mm-hmm. Lions, Bears. Uh, Bears again, yeah. Bears, Bears again. again. Yep, yeah. the Lions last week. That this is it's never been that way. Has it? I mean, I know you finish with one divisional opponent usually most years. I mean, we'll either finish with the Raiders or the Chiefs, but you don't finish five, four out of five games against divisional opponents. Well, we'll have to do our homework. Is it everybody? I, I think it's a lot of teams. Okay. Uh, I, it's the I think AFC that was West. by design. Yeah. yeah. I, I was um, wondering if they announced anything or if they actually like made this uh, knowable information pre uh, preseason. Because I, I don't remember hearing about it, but when you look at it, every team finishes up against their divisional opponents, which is kind of neat. Yeah, it um, is. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. Re- I remember I've tweeted for a couple weeks now that after this game, sixty percent of the Vikings' schedule is against NFC North opponents. I thought that was unique, but yeah. uh, when you start looking at, especially at that Washington slate, which is a hundred percent NFC uh, right. East teams. And then, Wes, you might have saw that I tweeted last week that every AFC North game is good yep. from here on out. Well, that's because all four of those teams are good, and they're doing their own round robin. Yep. Yeah. From the Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and Bengals, they're all 500 or better, and they're finishing up against themselves. And then it just so happens the other ones that are sprinkled in are the Packers and the Cowboys, and they're good. So Yeah, same with the, with the Broncos finish up uh, twice uh... – uh, once more against the Chargers. Yep. Once more against the Chiefs. Once more against the Raiders, and then you got Cincinnati and Detroit sprinkled yeah. in on that. Yeah. So. So there must have been an emphasis. So, all right, gentlemen. Well, we'll think of our topic for next week. One of these weeks down the nitty gritty, we should do the MVP conversation one more time. Um, but yeah. be thinking about what the what the listeners want to hear next week. We've done the playoff stuff. Maybe we can just do recap. Um, but we shall see. Anything else tonight, gentlemen? Russell Wilson to Denver, coached by Dan Quinn next year. Can we interest you in a Kirk Cousins? Yeah, well, I'm sure. I'm sure George Payton's already interested. There you go. Yeah, I just hope um, he's not interested in Zimmer. No offense, but don't bring in him. Yeah, well, that would just be Fangio all over again. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah, you're, yeah. you're guaranteed never to be bad. You'll always be either average or better. Yeah, and with with a normally a good defense. Yep, and uh, then and then every year you'll be good, and then the next year you'll be mediocre, then you'll be good, then you'll be mediocre. That's what the Zimmer Vikings have been. Yeah, I do yeah. want to mention one more thing that mm-hmm. kind of got Kyle Shanahan his clout, other than his name and his dad. Uh, that year that he quarterback, or uh, he was the OC for for Atlanta, I think really gained him a lot of. Uh, yeah, hype too. Yeah, yeah, he got MVP for Ryan, and or maybe Ryan made him. But yep, well, Ryan was putrid the next year, though. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's kind of. If he didn't have that MVP, which is another thing I'm not taking away from, he's kind of got that Cousins where he's good. Is he good enough? Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody Nobody's too sure, but he's good. Nope. Yeah, and <laughs> he's right. Maddie Ice. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Adios. All right, later. Later.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.